How would you like to actually earn money online the easiest way possible without stress? I know that sounds too easy, but listen because you'll be surprised. Hi, I'm William Griffin, co-host of the Bob Podcast, and today I am speaking with Jared Krause, who is founder of buyingonlinebusinesses.com. He's an expert on buying and growing online businesses who now also helps take people with no online experience to buying and growing their own online businesses. With a decade of experience, Jared's strategies have generated millions of dollars in revenue for his clients. He has helped clients buy and grow online businesses across a range of niches, all with less time and less stress. Specifically, we talk about why it's so darn hard to start a business and what's actually holding you back, how to learn to listen to your business and hear what it's telling you and what you need to do to grow it, why people who think they need to reinvent the wheel get overwhelmed and mostly fail, the danger of using social media for advice to grow your business and why it kills progress, what successful Bob members who have replaced their income have in common and why they are winning, the importance of long-term thinking and what you need more of, mindset versus skills, You may be surprised by this one and why you are getting left behind if your mentor isn't your therapist as well and so much more. So such an incredible episode you are going to love. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to tell you that this podcast is not the only way we can help you for free. We have our due diligence framework 2.0, which our members have been raving about, which will help you with knowing what to look out for when buying a website including questions to ask the seller and everything. So to get that, go to free resources and there are some other epic free resources you can check out there too. What's up? This is Jared and I am stoked to have you here. Before we dive into the show, I want to remind you that for a limited time, you can get one-to-one voice note mentoring with me to help you buy and grow your online business. I'm opening up just a few slots of voice note coaching to give you one-to-one access to me via Coachbox. You'll tell me your goals and challenges and we'll work through them together. I'll ask questions, I'll tell you what I think, and we'll get you ticking boxes and achieving your online income goals. You can message me anytime and I'll respond within 48 hours. Right now, you can get 20% off by using the coupon code JARYD, that's J-A-R-Y-D, and I'll drop the link in the show notes so you can find out more. Until then, let's get on with the episode. So Jared, super excited to have you here. I wanted to really get into the meat. We're starting a new series on our podcast talking about why buying a business is very nice compared to starting a business. So let's get cracking into it. Um, My first question for you, what are most people doing to earn money online? What What are the fads you've seen and what are people doing to earn money online? Do you mean to start earning money online or that are actually earning money online? Right. I mean to say when most people think of wanting to earn money online, what do they go off and do usually? Typically, if you think about it, and everybody listening will probably be in the same boat, is if our goal is to like kind of replace our income and earn an income online, you would probably do similar thing to what I did is think if I need to make an income online, I need to start an online business. That was all my exact thoughts. And that's why I try to start some online businesses. So majority of people, when you think, when you when they think I need to I want to earn an income online, it's like I need to start an online business, which is just couldn't be further from the truth. It is so ingrained into us, and it's just what we have been taught through societal conditioning, really. Yeah, yeah. You're mentioning societal conditioning. I think about all the 
the feeds that you see on Instagram, every YouTube inspirational thing is always about starting businesses. Always. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because you have people that create YouTube videos and podcasts or whatever it is like the best niches to start an online business in, in 2020, whatever, and or 2030 or, and every new, every year there's a new video or people do the same thing every year is like, these are the, these are the top $10 million business ideas. But the thing is like people have been making money for a long time online and offline and we don't need new ideas to make money like there's no such thing i don't believe there's such such thing as like a a million dollar idea the idea doesn't make you a million dollars it's the action it's the environment it's the people on the team it's so many factors and if you get one thing out of the recipe incorrect the cake doesn't get baked very well and so it's not really the idea of like yes i want to bake a cake like, cool, that's not going to make the cake, is it? It's just an idea that you want to make the cake. It's not going to make the cake awesome and it's not actually going to make the cake. The million dollars business comes from so many other things and then you have this one big factor that's in the way is that 90% of these businesses fail. So it's pretty funny that, but it's, it's what people, this content is created because people consume it because they believe, these have their perception that if they want to make an income online, they need to start an online business and they need to have a really good idea or be in the right niche or whatever it is, you know, cause you've bought a business and a lot mm-hmm. of you're also in our community and do a lot of work with us here. You know, that the niche is, it's, a, it's valuable to know and having a good niche is good, but it's not the defining factor of making an income online. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just blabbering on, but it's, it's, it's fascinating how we are conditioned through social media, which is why I dislike social media on a personal <laughs> note to what like what we should do in society if we want to make an income online. Right. I feel like I feel like I know you've seen this and I'm seeing this more and more is that we'll help someone buy a business and there's someone just like me and I'm, you know, just like you, they've tried to start four, eight, ten businesses in their twenties or thirties. And then they're then once they buy a business, they're like, holy cow, this is way simpler than than trying to start this whole thing from scratch (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah well it's it's already working right it's already got an income stream and it's it's all there so right right yes yeah i thought i I came up with a metaphor the other day um someone was asking me why would you buy why would you buy a website or buy a website business or why would you buy a business instead of starting one and i I came Mm. up with do you want to buy do you want a house and they go yeah i want a house and i'm like are you gonna go build your own house and for most people, with your own hands, yeah. yeah, with your own hands, yeah. Like, and the fact is, like, that would be a very difficult thing to do versus buying a house that's already got a roof on it and everything. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, why you mentioned this a little bit before that ninety percent of businesses fail? Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's difficult to for most people to start a business? What are the blocks? from that working? It would be easy to say market conditions, lack of resources, which are big, big, Mm. big factors. But underlying that, if we come back to the foundation, it's really depends on the person that's starting the business and a couple of components that the person does or does not have when they're starting the business. The main one being uh, skills and education Mm. and 
also a huge one, probably even bigger, is mindset. And I would say mindset, if you're going to have the equation of skills and education and, and then also mindset in the same, like next to each other, I would say mindset is probably 80% and 20% is skills and education with 80% importance on mindset. Now, the skills and education is still damn valuable and it's going to get you a long way, but also you can still come up against roadblocks and without the right mindset, then it's like, I'm just going to give up. So I think the biggest thing that gets in the way of people actually succeeding, not just in a startup, but anything is, is really the mindset and backing themselves and having the right mindset of like long-term, play long-term games with long-term people, play the long game, not I just need this business to make money in six months, I'm going to start it. And if it doesn't make money in six months or a year, I'm going to give up. <laughs> but I bet if somebody had a mindset and I'm not advocating starting a business, what do we do? We teach people to buy businesses. But if I was to tell somebody who or teach somebody that was starting a business, I would tell them like, don't worry about anything. Uh, like make sure you've got income somewhere else for the first five years and don't try to make an ROI for the first five years or to make it successful in the first five years and also have the, t the time frame of doing the task of building the business for a 10-year time frame. If you do it in a shorter time frame, great, then you can sell it. If not, at least you're not going to give up. And I bet by 10 years of full dedication to one thing, you're going to get a decent, you're going to build a decent business and get a decent result. It sounds like when you put on that longer time frame, it does. I heard two things. One, it takes the pressure off potentially. And then two, it keeps you from, if I have to do this for 10 years, then I can't quit basically. <laughs> like, So it's, it's helping adjust that mindset. Yeah, it locks you in. And like you said, we've, we've talked about this in previous podcasts, guys, go and listen to those about the mindset of like long-term thinking and how it sort of absorbs the stress because you've got such a long time frame. Right. Right. That's, I know that's been helpful, super helpful with my own site, you know, thinking, oh, actually, I don't have to fix everything on that website this week. It's going to be a journey. I'm going to have it. For <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a long frame, so a long time frame. So it helps, helps take yeah. the stress off for sure. Yeah, um, that's good. I wanted to ask what experience have you had in, in starting an online business? Cause you haven't always bought businesses, but you, you've, you've started a few and that, I think that helped inform why you like buying businesses instead. So could you tell us a little bit about that experience of yeah. starting businesses? Yeah. So the first business I st try to start was, well, I had some businesses prior to the online game, like some, I tried a, I tried multi-level marketing prior to multi-level marketing. I tried well, I actually didn't try. We did it. We built like a car wash service with my myself, my brother, and two of our best mates at the time that lived close by. And we just went and washed cars because we had one goal of let's save, let's make some money. This is when we we're teenagers, still in mm -hmm. like early days of high school. Let's make some money so we can buy a boat because we loved like getting towed behind the boat, skiing, yes. and, and, and you know, scurfing and stuff like that. So that was like one of the first businesses. Uh, I did have a job, like I really wanted money when I was young. I wanted, I did the paper round as well. And my goal was to buy my, buy my first car with cash. And like, I wanted to be financially fine and sound. Then I started that MLM thing and I had, and that was an MLM multi-level marketing network. Marketing is like a startup 
And I also Googled the success rate of people that do multi-level marketing and it's very, very low. It's almost more morbid than your own startup outside of under the, under the pyramid structure. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to say it's a scheme because like some people do really good from it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it can work and it can have a good structure, which is beneficial to people. What I like about that multi-level marketing thing, which is a bit of a side note is that when you get in there, they do teach you a lot of mindset stuff and sales and marketing, which is quite cool to help you get through. So they're pretty supportive in it, but that didn't work out. I had the person above me just quit and I had no support in that. And then I was just full-time plumbing and then I started a travel blog. Uh, and I started a travel blog so I could make money from traveling. And I built that up over like a two year, bit more period. And I learned a lot of things about content creation, SEO. This is back in 2013. So this is 10 years ago. The game's changed a lot now since then. And I'm highly educated, I believe, in these factors of online business, SEO and all that sort of stuff. With that one, what was really tricky was that affiliate Commissions weren't great and ad revenues weren't great at that time frame. And I got a bunch of traffic, it was great, but I just sort of gave up on that because I wasn't really making money. And that was my goal. And I gave it a two year time span. Time span. Probably if I had have stuck to it, like, and I owned it still now for 10 years, I would have a pretty significant business that was coming back right. my own mindset and not thinking I need to give myself a good long-term time frame. The second business I tried to start, which was at the same time as running this blog, was a drop shipping business. I spent a month building it, getting all the suppliers and everything like that linked up, but I had no traffic and I didn't know anything about marketing, like digital marketing paid ads. And so that didn't work out. I didn't end up earning money because I was trying to create content and it's just a really long game to try and make money through drop shipping when you're just doing the content strategy alone. So that really, really didn't kick off the ground. I made some money from it, but it didn't really work. And then that's when I sort of went, all right, let's go away and buy something. And then I bought three businesses. And then through buying those three businesses, people were like, dude, you need to teach me this thing. And I started a business. And this is what I do advocate. The only reason I suggest people to start a business, if they there is a problem in the world, that they're so passionate about solving and they want to be in that industry or niche and help people in that space for decades and decades and decades. And that's, and they're prepared to, you know, run the gauntlet for that. And they're not doing it just for money. They're doing it more for passion. And that's why I started Bob buying online businesses is because I was just really, I'd quit my plumbing job and I thought it was a, like, seriously, the best goal I've ever achieved is quitting my plumbing job. And yes. I shouldn't say ever, but it's, been one of the best goals I have achieved, which is like getting out of that nine to five rat race and having this lifestyle. I'm like so passionate about trying to feed that to other people and help people do the same. And that's why Bob started. And so that experience with Bob was totally different. Like I had money from my other businesses, so I didn't have the forcefulness of trying to make Bob work. Although I did I do, I do have ambition and I do have drive. So I did drive it and grew it uh, and quite rapidly. And obviously there's some ups and downs. Like, you know, William and a lot of other people know that I had a really tough time with Bob with the, with the different business model. And then I changed the business model between 2018 and 2019. It was a really tough time, nearly lost it, nearly lost the business. 
and uh, we're spending a lot of money every month just to try to crawl and bring it back to a new different business model that will be more sustainable, have less risk and be better for everybody in the whole, including myself. So I had more time freedom and financial freedom from the business because I was getting quite shackled within the business with a large team at the time. And so there's definitely so many challenges in business and a lot of people just don't really, I don't think they talk about their own business publicly enough to share like the, 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 the challenges and the triumph. They only like to share the, the golden, you know, the golden <laughs> things that are, that are happening. But yeah. yeah, it was a tough time and uh, I stuck it out and yeah, Bob's doing better than ever. So I love that. I think the, the phrase that stuck out to me that you said was you solve a problem. You don't, you don't start a business, you solve a problem. And I think a lot of people, they want to, they want to go out and start a business to make money, but they haven't, they haven't solved a problem. And so it's kind of, it's just creating a mess. Yeah. And this is a really good thing that you've just mentioned is because you've got to realize what your goal is and mm. people don't realize that their goal is to make money. They think, well, they, they realize their goal is to make money, but they think the, the vehicle is build a business mm -hmm. and if your only goal is to make money, why don't you go buy something that's got proof that's actually going to make you money, like a business <laughs> or a different investment? It's not groundbreaking stuff. <laughs> and yeah, when you start a business, it's really tough. And if you want to draw money from it straight away, you're going to have a very, very tough time because you've got to put a lot of time, effort, energy, money, resources into the business to be able to eventually pull a return and make money from it. So you're looking at a long period window of like being able to recuperate some ROI from the business that you're starting versus buying an investment that's like, here's the cash. As soon as you, <laughs> you buy it, let's change the bank account details and, and make some money. Right, <laughs> right. I know that was... <laughs> God. It sounds so much better. I think it's almost like people want to pick something very difficult. Like if you read our YouTube comments and it's wonderful that people comment. Um, one of the things I notice is that people like to think that starting a business or they want to believe that starting a business is a great way to prove themselves and prove there's a lot of other reasons people are starting businesses besides wanting to make money. And I think those mm -hmm. can confuse people. They can make people do things that are more difficult than need be. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think when you're in that period of survive, what I would call survival phase of running the gauntlet of uh, working a nine to five, you're, you're, you're trying to earn money so you can put food on the table and have a place to live. I think when you're in that position and you find somebody or you look up to somebody or you see somebody that has this thing that you want or the lifestyle you want, we have the perception that, wow, that's like, that's hard to get and it must mm -hmm. be complicated. I need to, I, I need to do things. Yes, you need to do things very differently. You need to change your behaviors more so than have some sort of elaborate business plan. The elaborate business plans, uh, you know, you can create a business plan over a full month, you know, and spend 40 hours a week on it for four weeks and build a full business plan over a full month. But the reality of everything going to plan, like anything in life is, is not, perfect it's not ideal and things change and so what i'm trying to say is that to earn money it doesn't you don't need to reinvent the wheel you don't need to feel though it's difficult you just follow somebody that's done the simple path and then 
as you start to earn more money, I feel, and you come out of that survival phase and you establish investments um, and asset classes and, and maybe businesses, my goal is to simplify things and make things more simple, not more complex. Because the more complex it is, the harder it is to wrap your head around, the more things you need to have involved, and that creates the stress. So yeah, it's an interesting thing that we have this perception of like, wow, that's very, very complex to earn money. But if you just buy, even if you just think about not just buying an online business, but buying any asset, for example, if you buy a, a car and rent it out, like for example, you might be able to rent out an AI car in the future and it just drives around and it's a taxi. All you do is buy a car, put it on a platform and rent it out. It's that simple. You don't need a brand new, amazing idea and make things complicated. And right. then to do that at scale, you just buy more cars and put more on the platform. <laughs> or if you just want to invest in a really good index fund, then find an index fund that pays a great dividend and then just keep putting more money into it. So damn simple. Like it doesn't need to be complicated. Right, right. And I think like one one way, like if you're listening and you're trying to come up with ways even to grow your business, whether it's starting or acquiring your own business, acquiring your own business or trying to grow the business you currently have, if you want to quickly get some ideas without having to reinvent the wheel, just go to Google. Google your three competitors, or this especially for websites. Google your three yes. competitors. Look at what your competitors are doing. And I mean, how many ideas, Jared, have I gotten, have you gotten from simply Googling what else everyone else is doing. Yeah, competitive research in your field is so damn valuable. What I think is this is really tough. That's a that's a simple one to do, William. And most mm -hmm. people, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's common and a lot of people know to do that. That might be like an aha. Oh, wow, I just go to Google and find out what people other people are doing with their businesses in the space and how can I make my business the similar or better to theirs. Don't copy. Uh, we have a, a lesson in the community called good artists copy, great artists steal, mm -hmm. which is a, a quote from uh, another artist. And that's a, that's a simple one, may not be common, but the best way to grow the business is to listen to the business because the business mm -hmm. is crying out for you to do more of what's already working. And all you need to do is listen to the business, identify that and just do more of that. And then you can grow it. <laughs> right, right. It's so that's the, that's the really simple method, but you need to tune yourself into your business and, and learn it. And this is what I help people with one-to-one -one coaching do, right? And you've seen that is, is like, well, hang on a second. You've got this idea from some podcast that said, mm -hmm. I made $75 million in 73 seconds. If you do this to your business, <laughs> it's going to blow up. Very different business model, niche, all those different things. It's, you know, you're trying to take something from the outside and plug it into it. And you end up creating this Frankenstein business versus... <laughs> internal growth organically inside out, which is my, one of my philosophies. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's just being aware of what's working and what's not working. I think even if, you, if you're in the audience and you do sales, if you do copywriting, if you send emails, if you, whatever you're doing, notice what the results are of what you're doing and mm -hmm. uh, do more of what's working. You know, if you see an email one, if you see, if you have two types of emails and you're sending out type A and type B and you see type A gets opened, you know, 30% more than type B, then send more of the type A emails, you know? That's so simple, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost biological. Just like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, you've, you've gotten yourself out of the nine to five grind through beginning with the end in mind and, and finding a way to get out. 
Um, I want to hear about someone else you've taken from a nine to five grind to a life where they have more free time and they're earning an income that supports them and their family. Could you, could you kind of share with us, share with us a, a kind of a success story? Yeah, there's uh, people could probably go and uh, YouTube this or see it on our YouTube channel or on the site um, under success stories. There is a, uh, there's a couple, but let me just, I'll just say Jeff. Uh, Jeff is a, a beautiful man who was, is from Canada working um, in, in the marine industry and he bought a business, he bought a content site. Then he, he worked with me to grow it as well. It grew, it grew really, really well. And it was in a, in a niche where that niche benefited from some media that went very viral and became very popular. And his business did really well in a few months, but then it sort of came, started to come back down. And I reached out, like I, I, I like to keep good relationships with people and people that I've worked with. I just reach out and say, Hey, happy new year. And how's, how are things going? Uh, I hope you're well, not to, not for any agenda of my own, just to, just to check in and see how they're doing. And if I can help them in a way, great. Uh, and I heard back from Jeff, uh, last month. And after just messaging a bunch of people saying, Hey, how's it going? People that I don't talk to regularly anymore, which I used to. And he said, mate, my life is awesome. I'm giving up my job to test out this, um, not working that, you know, non work life, non nine to five life. And he's, and that was about, I forget the years, but he bought the business a, a couple of years ago, but yeah, now he's like in a spot where he can, basically semi-retire or he, I think he can retire, but I think he still wants to do a bit of work on the side. And, uh, yeah, he, he was super grateful again, um, through his email. And that's just one, that's just one example. Like there's, there's a lot of people have done some pretty cool things. <laughs> that's rad. That is so rad. What do you think his mindset has been or what, why has he been able to make this transition? Do you think the people, and this is not just Jeff, but I will say, the people that are similar to Jeff get these results and what Jeff does well is same as these other people that, you know, take the approach the same way is that Jeff is just even killed. He's level headed. Mm. He's not looking for insane results overnight. And I just harp on about this stuff guys, but it's so damn important to really get because the rest of the world and the rest of the media is like, you need to get results within, you know, 30 seconds or else what are you even wasting your time for? Like, seriously, come on, yeah, guys. Yeah. Like, what? Just scrap this idea or this thing. He's just got a long-term approach and he's methodical. And at the start, he got some really good foundations that we worked on together and set them in place and just kept doing them, kept at it. And the business has just kept going and growing. And it's... Like, I know it's so damn simple. People are thinking like, hang on, how, like, that's, that can't be the case. Surely it's more complex. It's <laughs> actually not freaking more complex. It's not. Like, in Bob, all I do is like, I just do, we just produce a certain level of things and we just keep doing a certain level of things. And whether we throw more money at it or not, it's going to continue to grow anyway. And sometimes when we throw more money at it, it, it grows a little bit faster. And when we don't, it still grows anyway. It's just one thing, like there's a couple of things that we do that just allow it to grow. And it's been like that for years and years and years. 
And it's the same with most businesses. Yes, we need to be adaptable to change so we don't end up mm -hmm. like Blockbuster and you know some of these other <laughs> firms. But once you find the main thing, make it the main thing, keep it going. It's not hard. One really good thing about uh, Jeff and what he actually mentioned to me, and I believe all consulting is just not teaching skills in terms of strategies, but more about managing people's emotions and mm -hmm. being a bit of a therapist. And this is when the, the first time that my coaching was coined this, Jeff coined the, um, our coaching. He's like, it's, it's basically therapy. It's like business therapy. I come to you with all these things of like, I need to do this. I need to do that. And should I do this one or should I do that thing? And which one's going to be the best for me? And what should I do here? And how should I do that? Right. And then it's just you're having a sounding board of me going, well, mate, like, bro, hang on. Like, let's think about these. Let's look at them and come to some conclusions of what's best, not for just the business, but best for you as well. And it sort of just sheds away like all these ideas that society has put into our head that we need to do to make life more complex and more drama and blah, 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 and just make things a lot more simple. Uh, and then you go away from a session like, oh, I'm relieved. I've got these two things I need to do and it's so simple and it's going to work and you put them into place and it works. And that's what I think is a big benefit, benefiting factor as well is not to plug me and my coaching, but to plug any mentor or any coach that can be a sounding board for you. It does not need to be me. But if you have somebody there that can sort of be your rock and your sounding board, then you're not going to get lost in these crazy ideas and the drama and all these different strategies that get fed to you like crack cocaine on YouTube <laughs> and podcasts and all that sort of stuff because they're addictive. Cause we think that we think it needs to be complex. Absolutely. I mean, there is nothing, you mentioned this, there's like, there can be so many things that can overwhelm you because we can just come up with as many ideas as possible. And it's so helpful to have someone else, uh, a fellow colleague, or, uh, a partner, uh, anybody, yeah. or even maybe journaling, I don't know, but other people yes. who can yeah. help cut through uh, us. We can make things so complex, but we can, we can cut down to the simple things. Uh, with the help of other people. Mm, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I like, you're right. It can like, you can learn so much just from people that are not at the level in business that you are, or they may you know, be a totally different field and they may say something and, you know, they may be just, they may be a truck driver and we've got truck drivers that we work with and they've, you know, they come up with these things and you're like, wow, like that's, like you're smart, like you're really smart and that's simple and it makes sense, right? You can learn from everybody from all walks of life and it's beneficial as long as you know how to tune into, tune into those things and pick up them and be conscious of it. Like if you can tune into your business as well, tune into what people are saying and Absolutely. the universe is saying without yeah. going to, to <laughs> metaphysical and quantum yeah. physics. I won't get into that stuff. <laughs> yeah, not, not, too much, not too much physics, not too much woo woo. I think, yes. yeah. But you got to listen to what, what's going on. Like today I, I fixed my dishwasher and uh, it wasn't draining. And so I did a process of elimination and found out that the, the a new garbage disposal, you have to, you have to remove a cap when you connect it to uh, the dishwasher hose. And if that yeah. cap's not removed, that means the water has nowhere to go. <laughs> so just by the process of elimination and then using YouTube and asking people, but also paying attention to the water, not draining. 
yeah. able to problem solve. <laughs> Congrats. Congrats on getting that fix. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's the win of the week for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Jared, I, I think I think we've capped up a great conversation. I want to thank you for coming on and thank you for answering my questions. And uh, for those of you listening, uh, please tune in next time. We'll have more uh, value bombs for you next episode. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, William. Appreciate yeah, you're it. welcome. Thanks, Ben.